Hello guys and welcome to the Eagles Nest Esports Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things esports. I'm your host David and Joshua who is out of uh, town. He is with his family right now. He could not make it for the episode, uh, but we'll wish him some uh, fun, happy times at home. Uh, but I have a guest today. His name is John. He is the Rocket League coach. Hello. And then we have a great episode planned for you all today. So let's go ahead and jump right off into the read-off news. You can scroll to it. Sorry. I should really fix this where I have my introduction really close. All right. October in sorry October investment recap. East the esports investment activity surpasses just a measly amount of ten billion dollars for the year in in slow month slow month of October. This is the slow month of October, the very slow month we reach ten billion dollars a year. You know, just not that big of a number. It's okay. Yeah, I think I saw in the article it said about one billion actually uh, got invested this month. I was like, oh, slow, huh? Very, very slow. That for ten billion, that's exactly one billion a month. I don't think this is. I don't think exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But whatever. I guess. I guess it's slower than other months somehow. Um, And then Apex Revenue, which you like to play, John, right? Apex. I do play sometimes. It's not. I need to. It's not a constant love, but it's there whenever. Other games start just getting on my nerves. I get that feeling. But uh, Apex revenue soars more than 150% on its way to $1 billion US dollars per year. You can take the next one if you'd like. Just just $1 billion a year. Just for one game. That's not even all. That, that is the October. That, that, I know. that is the October spending <laughs> right there. Well, just investment. For, so... Uh, so some uh, interesting news, to say the least, because some people have some mixed feelings on uh, the company I'm about to mention. But Riot Games and Epic Games are teaming up to bring some of Riot's new titles over to the Epic Game Store starting November 4th, which happens to be the day of recording this. Uh, games like League of Legends, Valorant, <laughs> Legends of Runeterra. Is that how you say that? I believe so. Yes. And Teamfight Tactics. Uh <laughs> Yeah, on as of today, November 4th, you'll be able to purchase and play them through Epic Games Launcher instead of having to go through Riot's website, which I wish they would have had a launcher beforehand anyways. So, right, honestly. It, um, it fixes some of my complaints. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Um and Epic is really starting to get their claws into everything. League of Legends is a big one, honestly. But but they're not considered yeah. a monopoly because that's the same thing that Steam has done for so long. You get your claws in a little right. bit of everything and you subcontract to them so that you sell their games well, or just advertise their games. Right. That's what Steam's done for how long now? So they're not doing anything different than Origin or Steam has ever done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's so, more of a more of just like it, a, a marketing place, kind of like a, a stock trade place. You're just trading stocks of other I, companies. Yeah, just trading stocks or trading games or rights to games and stuff like that. Right. Or even like Walmart, they they sell all kinds of products. Similar idea, just brick and mortar store. Right. But I I thought it was I think that is extremely interesting because of what Epic was originally. Epic was uh, Unreal Engine, and that's about it. That's all that you went to Epic yep. for was Unreal Engine, and then Fortnite came out, and then they're like, "We're Weird going for your now. next Steam." <laughs> We're going for your next steam. For real, it did feel like that. It was so weird. Oh man. Um but uh Pokimane, popular streamer on Twitch is going to be a or is a co-founder of uh talent management and brand consulting company RTS. Uh and on another and they officially launched, sorry, I forgot to say that part. Um on another podcast that I listened to, uh they talked about how this is kind of going to be uh, or sorry, I forgot to say her actual um, title. It's chief. Oh shoot, chief creative officer or something like that. So technically a CCO of some sort, but the words are different. <laughs> uh, right. Basically, marketing and brand, um, not brand awareness, but basically just marketing for uh, their talent 
research or not talent, but talent searching and management company, which uh, the reason she wanted to start it is because she wanted to help uh, streamers and YouTubers, of course, and podcasters, I guess, uh, to have um, access to some kind of company without the absorbent or whatever, the giant fees that other companies will charge, like 20, 30, 40%. So they're going to charge a lower amount. I don't know what they're supposed to charge, but technically lower, I guess. Well, that's not a bad way to advertise a company. Right. Especially because she already has a large enough following, like what, 10 million at least? Oh gosh, I don't, I don't even know. There's so many following Pokemon. <laughs> I would put it probably more, <laughs> but I don't know that. Well, no, any more than that would be one of the big leagues, but she is big leagues, I guess. So, a little bit right back to where we were. Uh, the the game of the game of myth and legend, Fortnite leaks Fortnite. reveal planned Fortnite. Uh, they <laughs> reveal a planned League of Legends crossover. Have you heard anything yeah. about that one? Yeah, I think it was uh, supposed to be Jinx from League of Legends, right? Gonna be like a cosmetic item. I down. No. Let me say it weird. Oh, I I, I damn. It's I damn. Okay. <laughs> so now you're going to be able to play Jinx without any of the abilities in Fortnite. <laughs> no kidding. I, I'm, I'm gonna go get Josh from League of Legends on the mic real quick. Hold on, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to bring him in for that one. It'd probably be a fun topic to talk about. I'm sure that there'd be a rant saying, "Oh, what is going to happen with?" our game when riot and epic just eventually just absorbs them and just says oh i feel like they will definitely i i don't think so because valorant is now uh, a good but... game and, and league has been pumping out millions for how long now oh yeah but i feel like secretly epic games already owns part of uh riot but i don't know that <laughs> secrets yeah they own Tell it through some like secrets. back backdoor company or something all right, but let's jump into some questions, my friend. I'm going to interview you a little bit as the coach of the Rocket League team of the USM Esports. What? I'm not anything like that. I am a... <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> so I, already, I already introduced you as that. You better be. <laughs> John's not the coach? What? Who was the no. coach? <laughs> Eli. Turns out Eli someone is. else has been the coach the whole time. <laughs> Pulling the strings. Okay. Uh, but start us. Oh, let me just stop scrolling to start us off. Uh, well, anyone out there who plays Rocket League and you're stuck in a rank first, we'll get his, we'll get John's uh, advice if you're stuck in platinum and then his advice if you're stuck in diamond, but take it away. Okay. So platinum first, first anywhere up in the, in the two things he just said, congratulations. You're already above. Uh, I think legitimately over half the game. Half of the people Ooh. in the game are in in gold. So you're immediately in the top 50% of the game just by being in platinum. Major advice. Hmm. I think most plat people in platinum just focus on either mechanics or rotation and don't focus on the other. So either they are extremely inconsistent or they are extremely consistent but have no field awareness. True. So it's the mixture of those that get you high rank. And you said the other one, diamond or champion? Diamond. Diamond. If you're stuck in diamond, that's where you start mixing together. And that's what throws off the skill in both. Because if whenever you start doing a little well, mixing together the, the mechanical skill with the field awareness, that's when you just start having too much in your head and you start overthinking. And I actually think the biggest hesitation or the biggest problem in diamond is hesitation because you're thinking about so much and you're just like, uh, 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 you like stop your car and don't quite go for it. You're just like you overthink and say, Oh, I can't get that when you really could have or something like that. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's, a, that's a, probably one of the biggest points for diamond. It's just like the little stop and go like, I'm going to, I, 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 you just go for the ball. It's gonna be okay. 
Right. And Diamond is such a mosh podge of all kinds of skill levels. It feels so weird, almost like the Wild West, but uh, nowhere near as dangerous. You, you're not going to die. You may get demoed, but you're not really going to die. Um, your rank might die, but uh, sorry, help you there. Except get better. <laughs> Just get good. <laughs> but uh, honestly, yeah, like he said, practice not hesitating. Just go for it. And when you feel yourself doing that, don't beat yourself up. Just jump at it. Just go after it. See, here's I mean, the thing. You it's may like, lose some games, but in the grand scheme of things, you're going to get better. See, here's the thing. You you put in your mind, I'm just going to commit to it. You're going to miss a couple times. And then you're going to be like, I should be doing what I'm doing, playing safe. No, you're, no you shouldn't be. Because in 10 games from now, after you're it, like, it's put in your like subconscious thought just to go for the ball. After that's in the subconscious thought, then your brain will start adjusting for oh, I'm going a little too fast. Let me tap my brake for half a second so I can get the correct amount of momentum to fly for this. Right, and even though you will not be good at it, start using drift. It will be detrimental later on. Oh, and learn half flips. Sorry, I'm trying oh. to like give all the mechanics, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, drifting is your, your two-sided friend. If you're going supersonic, you can drift. If you're not going supersonic, don't drift. That, right, it's right. It's something I've actually learned more recently because drifting doesn't allow you to gain momentum, but slows the loss of momentum. If you're not going supersonic, you're not going to be able to go supersonic while holding drift. And if you are supersonic, that's the way you can conserve it just for a little second longer if you're in a turn. But it's also not the greatest thing to do. Normally half flips and stuff of that nature are really good. Yes, half flips. I mean, you'll use them everywhere. But even if you have no idea what you're doing with drifting, start using it, at least getting a feel for it. I wouldn't use it all throughout the game, but like if you're getting back and there's plenty of time and the ball's the other end of the field, play around for a second with the drift, but uh, obviously don't hold it down too long, especially when you're in a turn because you will turn too far and then lose all momentum. All right. Uh so how are the Rocket League teams doing this year, or their season at least? Well, Team Gold is sadly no longer with us. We had one player. We had, we had one player leave, and with that one player leaving, one player was also in a master's program here. So the mixture of that left led us to say that these two players are, one, can't play on certain days because obviously it's a busy life being a master student it's a busy life being an undergrad student what right. do you think it's what do you think it is being a master student so him being a master student the other person gets deployed uh, i believe he was in the air national guard he gets deployed somewhere he didn't disclose anything to me so i have no idea and that just leaves two people and i need three people every week so instead of taking forfeits we just said we're going to call it this season for team gold so gotcha. that that team is technically right now seven and one or one and seven the opposite way one win seven losses so I, I, I wouldn't count that though uh, right team black on the other hand they have they, been rocking and rolling they have been a rolling so as of this week Tuesday when they played Murray State how do you say it Murray State I think so Mur Murray State uh they actually lost their first out of a best of five game they finally lost their first set meaning like they lost a game in the the set of games they finally lost a couple games in a set but they still came out with the victory in the best of five so they won three games before the other team could they went all the way to game five so that brings them to in season like in necc that brings them to seven and zero Outside of NECC, they are eight and one. Which, right, because of the uh, tournament matches. Yeah, they they did a tournament uh, for CENC, uh, which is they had a, a southeast regional thing to try to go to Kissimmee, Florida, which we'll talk about a little bit later for Overwatch. But right. we were also invited, but then we had to play USF, uh, who is a very high CRL team. And yes, they are. My, my players Watch got psyched Tyler. out. My, my players got a little psyched out from that one. Even though I feel like they could have done better than they did. They, the, the mental game is there. They're not, they haven't played CRL. So they were just 
quite shaken by the fact of who they were playing. Right. Um, sometimes it's almost go- better to go into that not knowing it. Right. Um, which, you know, there's four people on that team, plus there's other teams that can drop information when they know a team's playing it, so it's hard to keep them from knowing that. But Right. Um, uh, other than that, we have one more team. I have Team White. But they are yet to win in any CC, and they haven't played in the extra tournaments. Uh, they are trying their hardest. So they, they, uh, I've tiered my teams in gold, black, and white for the the three colors of the school, and I'm not going to take on really more than three teams. I don't know what the future of the program holds, smart. but but for me personally, I'm not going to take on more than three teams. <laughs> oh, that was a bad one. I did think about, um, or be kind of conjuring up an idea to do like a. Um... Uh, a casual quote-unquote casual team in the club if people wanted to uh, join or like Rocket League or whatever uh, but have like them compete in a tournament to see if they could uh, I don't know pine for a spot on the team white I know a better spot for that would be just to do uh, the tryouts but thinking it might uh, make make a new option for a team that's true but that would at least get people to practice right at least give them something to hey if you don't if you don't do this the other team is just going to come and take your spot oh yeah so uh other than that team white they uh they are looking better than they were that's with how the preseason went and everything like they were doing good in preseason they won their first game in preseason and they're in the same technically like division as Team Black, but not in the same like area. So there's like divisions not like navigators. Group. Yeah, there's like navigators, uh, emergence and challengers. Challengers, and they're, I think. Yeah, but they're both in navigators, just by how they did in preseason, and they also had no record of playing in NECC before as a team. So they got the lowest spot possible, and it seems that the navigator set that white is in actually has higher level opponents that would also then where team black exactly is. I don't know how that happened or what happened, but dang, I, it just happens how it happens, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, what did the practices look like for the teams? Uh, kind of like the structure of the day to day, you know, game day, you know, going over replays, you know, just kind of a little bit of everything. So with how everything's set up right now, we, they practice on their own with like for, for club requirements for what I like make mandatory one or three days a week for one hour. And then obviously I man, I also ask for at least an hour to do replays one day a week. So that's four days a week. They're occupied. And this is going to bring it all to every single day of the week. Five days, including game day. So, a Rocket League player is very busy. Not as busy as some of the the bigger schools. Because I know they play six days a week. And with game day, they also practice after the game. They do replays immediately after and stuff of that nature. Dang. That's just just not the life I live here. Honestly, doing replays right after that would be... I don't know if I could mentally be ready for it. But then again, I guess I'd be really fresh about what I just did and it it hit more home, but kind of like a a two-sided sword there. Right. It's just like, hey, this is what you did wrong. Well, I'm also aggravated we just lost, so I'm not going to listen that much. Or, (laughs) wow, that really hit home. Yeah, it's not much middle ground there. Um, But... uh, I guess this kind of goes along with the last question, but how do your how do you coach your players? I know I know you talked about like the practice and the replays, but um, so the main source it. because I normally try to host with you on game days is normally the replay reviews. Mm-hmm. I try to get as much information into their heads about what they could do to make them think about more in-game things as much as possible. Other than that, uh. If I happen to see stuff while in game, if we don't happen to be streaming that game, I'll be in their chat listening and watching through one of them streaming, like just to Discord locally. And I will try to help them out. 
fix some communication yeah. issues and give us some pointers mid game. Sorry, I got a yawn real quick. Big old yawn. Okay. Um. Well, uh, do you do any kind of one on one with them if they want or anything like that? Oh yeah. I guess I did forget that entire part. Yes. Uh, if they if they message me and I have time, then I will absolutely do a one on one replay review with them. And that gets more focused into like exactly what goes wrong with each individual player and a lot of specialization. I put out a whole list of things to, to fix and stuff of that nature. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, you know, focus more on what, what each person is doing and the whole team as a, as a unit. Uh, right. Well, are there any are there any promising players on the teams? Anyone who has a, like a rapid growth rate or just a nice steady increase or anything? Uh, we have introduced another coach. His name is Marky. Uh, recently, he's uh, nice. he- he's a lot higher rank of a player. He doesn't quite he doesn't go to this school, but the program has been able to grab him on to help because he's prospected going to the school. He's not he is not in a college right now, so we're a lot we can do that if he was if he was willing, which he was. He signed the paperwork. So I we grabbed him and he he is a very one on one type person. Okay. So he he helps people really well one on one. So he actually went and grabbed one of the players. Um, his name is the one and only or Quentin. And the growth that I've seen in the past week is ridiculous. Yeah, I've, I've noticed. Uh... I'm assuming on Tuesday this is this is already in effect uh, because I noticed Quentin was really doing a lot. He's popping off pretty good, uh, getting some nice pass. A little bit of he did a little bit of a, a freestyling on one of the goals. It's really fun to watch. Right. Um, uh, we'll see. Do you think uh, this is kind of a question I'm coming up with on the spot? Do you think that the uh, the rosters will make a change around not maybe not next season or if next season if they are but next year maybe uh besides people leaving of course next semester if everyone comes back i see team gold being a little different i see team black basically almost replacing team gold cuz i feel like all of them are going to get really high this semester with the help of both me and marky and with that i don't i don't see why they wouldn't be at the same level that team gold was starting this semester because they're at the same level as when team gold started last semester and the growth rates for players of that skill level are generally the same if team gold were to have started at where they are at now which is champ two when they started champ two they ended around champ three and then over the summer or in this case, over the winter, they'll become somewhere close to grand champion. And from that, we move on. And they are now the same rank as the Team Gold players. And they have a chance to get up to Team Gold. Right. And when he says uh, the ranking, he means like the average of all the players. Yes. Um, because some of the players are higher, some are lower, obviously. Uh, and let's see. I didn't think that probably there'd be too much of a change with team black or team white. Uh, I was just wondering what, what you had in mind thinking about it. Uh, but where do you see the USM rocket league teams next year? I know this is your last year, uh, at USM. Sad to see you go, my friend. Um, but got, I'm about to get that piece of paper in hand and I'm about to be out the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where do you, where do you think the, the USM rocket league teams will go next year? Like what's their potential, you know, next year. Quentin's also leaving us, uh, the same, the same time I am. Michael Layton's also leaving us. There's going to be a lot of restructuring to do when it comes to next year, just from who I know is a junior, who I know is a senior and stuff of that nature. And there's going to be a lot of with how much recruiting is being done now, they should have no problem filling back up the teams. But next year is going to start off as every other year does. The graduates go out, the the freshmen come in, 
and everything gets a little bit shaky for the first couple weeks. Right. Until everyone gets that solid footing in. That's something I want uh, USM Esports to be able to reach out into the high schools of uh, the, you know, high schools in Mississippi, but also high schools like pretty much a lot closer to Hattiesburg. Um, kind of reach out and do like training camps and things of that nature. Kind of really grow the esports programs around and give us a really good footing. Uh, and plus, obviously, add scholarships, but I've, I'm sure that's going to happen in the next couple of years. How the, um, the rate of the esports growth has been going. Uh, there's a couple of things I could think that would help it. Uh, COVID overall helped us because of many of the sports and stuff like that were canceled and you had right. to watch on TV. So you might as well, like, you can watch esports in the same and the same way you can watch regular sports now. So kind of grew a little bit in that with some of the later millennial generation. Cause that's right. As esports started, they were almost adults already. So right. that's, that's where the divide really lands is right around there. Uh, some things that could help us is getting fundraisers done. Yeah, so we get so, some more money on us. Uh, getting some more. We have some great sponsors. I believe it's like Five Star Nutrition, Coca Cola of Hattiesburg, uh, Raisin Canes. Yep. We have played against sports. Played against sports. Yeah, they they supply and then us in jerseys. State Farm and State Farm of Hattiesburg, or just State Farm in general. Uh, it it's just uh, our sponsor is State Farm, but it's a specific agent. So I'm not sure if he's in Hattiesburg or not. <laughs> so oh. I, I would oh. assume. I don't know that, though. I haven't looked but into him. I should. They are great. They help us tremendously. But getting some more funding from the school is would never hurt us. And getting those scholarships locked down, that would increase who we could get. It's not a yeah. matter of if they talk to us, because they're talking to us because of what Mississippi is the cheapest state to live in. And this right. school hat and the school we go to is like, I don't want to lie, but I believe it was somewhere in the top hundred schools in the nation just because of first, uh, the price. Right. And the then price also a big drop too recently, which is yeah. nice. So first of all, the price. And secondly, because it's federally backed because we're a state university, it's federally backed. So we get, just as much money for that stuff and educational stuff as any other university. And we're also a D one university. And I understand where Mississippi lies in the public education spectrum, but you got to remember university is completely different animal universities just depend on who they get to teach. And I know some professors that are here that they have been on, uh, I think my current history professor who is I am retaking 101 this semester because I want to make a better grade than a C. And he is someone that's been on Discovery Channel about 6 times and he has about 7 books on on Vietnam. Dang. And one of them and one of them is a New York Times bestseller. Dang. And he and he teaches at USM. Yeah, I will agree. Uh USM professors I don't know how they get them, but they get some really good ones. Because my uh, my marketing professor, marketing three hundred professor, uh, she uh, worked with. Oh shoot, uh, I think Bass Pro Shop. Oh shoot, now I can't think about it. But she did their marketing, um, and I don't know how they get these really experienced people. But uh, she actually did marketing in Canada. It was pretty cool. Um, and then I think she went to school in Michigan, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around that range. Yeah, and it's like these professors come from all over. I know my professors in my building. I think a good uh, 75% of them are foreign. And it's just like getting knowledge from these people that are of foreign nationality. It's like a, a blessing. And I'm like, how, how does the small – what I would – think of from growing up because sec rules everything down here and you can't say that it like <laughs> it, it's it's pretty pretty big thing but how how do you pick usm over like they had to offer you something i obviously don't know anything about what they got offered but something had to happen to where you chose this over something else right um 
don't know. I think USM has a lot of, uh, I would say, academic culture. Uh, USM, I feel like it needs a lot of social culture work, but academically, pretty spot on. Especially in like the the College of Business and uh, College of Music. Those are some big heavy hitters. And, of course, marine biology. What am I thinking? On the Gulf Park, but also here, of course. Right. There's a lot of a lot of research, a lot of heavy work they do in the in those three areas and others, of course. Polymer science. I, we yes, polymer I, science. I I actually think this is something they say at every orientation group. So if you ever been to orientation at USM, you already know this fact. But our polymer science lab here, which is I don't know if it's changed, but this is what I heard in 2018. So. Forgive me if this is incorrect. Was third in the nation at the time for polymer science and graduates of polymer science. And we this can't be changed because our polymer science lab made the the little sticky coating on the inside of like the Oreo containers, like the big Oreo containers when you peel oh, them wow. up and they reseal. We made that here at USM, the researchers here with the students. And then also the NFL's interior gel foam for the the helmets, which really? our which our players use as well, like the USM players, and I think most schools in the NCAA would also use this because it's just protect like it's the most protective they come up with. They've made the polymer inside that has the most chance of avoiding a concussion. Dang! Well, I did not know those two things. That's pretty big. Um. They might have gone over that in the orientation, but, well, actually, do you mean the orientation class or, like, the actual orientation where you come on uh, campus? And... I actually meant, uh, I didn't even mean to say orientation. I meant uh, touring the school. Oh, I never took a tour of USM. <laughs> I, we walked by the we walked by uh, uh, Polymer Science Building, and they were just like, yeah, and they spit all these facts. And I'm just like, you what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of big info. You just don't expect that on USM campus, you know. You think it, you walk, maybe that would come from like a big Ivy League school, but USM and a little bit of South I Mississippi. I I don't think when I think of USM, I don't think number three in polymer science in the in the nation. Right, like, that's right. not what I originally thought. Now it's one of the dominant thoughts in my head. When I'm like, huh, I guess you really don't know what each school is going to provide. Also, we have like a top 50 teaching like if you're any type of teacher and you come from USM we're one of the top, like one of the best accredited schools like a top with some of the top rankings in teaching and that's that's no small feat because there's so many universities and colleges in the United States it's insane i mean yeah, just I think there's just think of the universities in Mississippi alone there's like like the like the just the universities like uh sorry i was saying like a lot government-funded, uh, public, I think Mississippi State, Ole Miss, University, Southern Mississippi. Um, that's just three. And then there's other colleges as well, like uh, Alcorn State, which they may also be a university. I'm not sure. Um, a few others. So, with all colleges, uh, including junior colleges, and I don't think this includes trade schools, there's four thousand in the in the United States, and there's fourteen hundred four year colleges. Yeah, Lee, that's no small feat to get top fifty in fourteen hundred four year universities. That's insane. No, no it, it is. Fourteen hundred well, is not as much as I actually thought the the number would be, though. I'll be honest; I thought it was going to reach ten something. But oh, really? I, that's I was. My own, yeah. I honestly was expecting. Somewhere around the 500, 600 range, because I was just thinking, uh, I know Mississippi is not the best gauge of how many universities are in a state, but I was thinking somewhere like Texas and California probably have like 20, give or take, each. If, if you think about it, University of California is can, supposed to be considered one university, but they have UC, UCLA, UCSB, uh, UC... Yeah, they have, they have so lot. many letters. San, <laughs> they, Santa Barbara, Los Angeles. I don't know if they have one in Oakland. I, th I thought I think so. Uh, yeah, they have all over California. They have like six or seven schools. You know, I didn't think about it, but uh, there are some universities that are so large they spread out 
to multiple cities and they they call each one the same name but like a little bit different for each city uh so they're all under the same umbrella of like say usm but they would call it usm in gulfport just like we have one in gulfport or usm in jackson or whatever right uh, so there i i didn't think about that being a possibility but the, we still call it usm they actually like they have their own football teams you uh ucla ucsf san francisco sb santa barbara they all have different football teams right they are almost all completely different schools they have they have different they have school different mascots colors. i'm pretty sure yep they some have had different, different school, school colors. colors like they're all considered a university of california but i don't know what that entitles anymore what university of california is standardizing between all the schools maybe the <laughs> curriculum yeah maybe uh possibly at least the, the prestige of the name yeah and the curriculum uh, maybe they can all use each other's resources more easily that kind of thing if they have an um, online library that makes it easy that would be nice yeah all. uh well you want to step on into the little bit of news about the usm over Everwatch team overwatch team Everwatch. overwatch uh so as i said earlier uh Overwatch was invited and got a ticket. Rocket League was invited to the online event. USM Overwatch is going to Kissimmee, Florida this weekend. Starting on November 6th, they will be in Kissimmee, Florida, playing the first LAN event in this program's history. Or going to the first one that our program has ever attended for representing USM. So uh, this is CENC. Uh, I believe CENC is. Oh shoot! I the event is called the Southeast Regional Invitational, but the CENC. I had it somewhere I had to before. Find it. Collegiate Sports Management. Nope, that's not right. What they are? Collegiate Esports National Championship. They are hosting SC. in. Yeah, they're they're being yeah, yeah. hosted in Kissimmee, Florida. It's a two day event. And they have to go in person, so we're we're giving we're we're taking them down to Florida. Taking them. Hopefully, they walk out with with some money in any of the top four places. Also, but Kissimmee is right outside of Orlando, so they're gonna be they're gonna be right there. Right they're at Orlando, and I would assume even if they get taken out in the first day, they would still be there on the second day because I feel like the hotel already already has to be paid for, right. So, uh, if you want to know where this is being streamed, every game is going to be uh, streamed on Esports SU on Twitch starting at 9 a.m. Central Daylight Time. So, right, And we'll put a link in the description, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so, let me, for, for one more time, Esports SU, E-S-P-O-R-T-S SU on Twitch starting at 9 a.m. Uh, Central Daylight Time. Wait, did I put an extra S? I can't. Nope. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Oh, e, e uh, Sport SU. That's me not knowing how to read, apparently. <laughs> Esports U. Okay. <laughs> but not the e word Sport. U, just the letter U. Yeah. Yep. yep. They are uh, going to be competing for scholarship prizing, automatic, and then also automatic qualification for the Collegiate Esports National Competition, which will happen next May, May 22. May um, 22. Yep, yep. They're going to have a lot of fun, I feel like. They're going to be driving down tomorrow evening. They may start... Actually, no, it's a nine-hour drive, so they may start about tomorrow at uh, noon, give or take. Do you know about the the way they're driving down? Whoops, sorry, hit the wrong button. Um, they... Okay, so I think if it if it was going to be two teams going, it would, they were gonna we were going to charter a bus, but I think they're just getting gas money and a little bit of extra... Uh, car uh, stipend just in case of like miles and damages type thing, right? Uh, but they think they're gonna just carpool for the most part. Oh. Probably they'll probably I'm sure they'll take two cars unless one of them has some kind of giant minivan. Giant minivan. Those words don't go together, right? Do they? Giant and minivan. Yeah. Giant and mini. If someone has like an Escalade or a Tahoe, you know, <laughs> even then it would still be a tight fit because I think. They have like six players and two subs, maybe three subs. 
So that'd be that'd be a full car. Yeah, they have somewhere seven or eight nine people. Yep. Honestly, I wish I could have gone with them to get some uh, some good footage, but sadly, that's a long drive, and I can't make drive. No make drive. Drive no good for David. Drive no good. But I'll be at the <laughs> Black and Gold Day. If you're coming to USM, we'll be there Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Come have fun. And also, don't forget about the the football game that night versus oh, yeah, UNT. Yeah, we have a football game. Uh, some some extra news, or not news, but extra information. UNT is one of the top schools in Rocket League. I didn't even know they were in CUSA, but they are. And they are definitely one of the top schools when it comes to Rocket League. Oh, yeah. University of North Texas. I was like, what is he saying? What is he saying? I remembered. Yes, they are really good. Uh, They have D-Bank on their team, who is with what organization outside of the oh, school? Oh, shoot. He joined. Uh, I remember hearing about this. Oh, uh, You're going to make me look it up. <laughs> talking. I'll look it up. So... He he is a professional level player. Like I believe he's gotten some good money from Rocket League in his life. And he's also in the collegiate scene and that's who he plays for. And we play them in football tomorrow. I'm just like every I drove by the sign of like USM versus UNT. My brain is like, mm, yeah, that's gonna be but I am thinking uh Rocket League, obviously. Right. Uh, I can't find what team he's on because the Liquipedia page doesn't. Wait, here's the information button. Hold on. Nope, still doesn't tell me anything. Uh, it tells his uh, camera Whoa. settings. Though. You messed up. Your mic just messed up bad. What happened? We're we good now. Uh, yeah, you're good now. Okay, I don't know what happened. Uh, but I feel like it's something like ghost gaming or, but I don't think it's actually ghost gaming. But yes, he is. Signed on with a professional uh, Rocket League team, which or LCS team, which is that's pretty big for uh, a college player who's still playing. And I know that I know at least one other CRL player, Tristan, joined United last year. No, I can't remember about Bambi, who's on uh, UCF. Yes, Bambi. So, so. Uh, honestly, the next scene of professional players are going to be looking to, or the next. Uh, organization to join in rocket league and the next scene of players is going to a lot in a lot part come from the crl from the collegiate rocket league scene which is the official uh Psionics sanctioned person. and hosted and um funded by sonics the developer of rocket league itself so that's Psionics pretty cool sonics now, now slash epic yeah sonics is epic owned now. by epic so Raise your hand if you're not owned by Epic. Why does the whole room have their arms down? This scares me. <laughs> Steam's USM over there. The isn't mad. USM's not owned by Epic. Not yet. Oh no. It's like Disney, but for video games. Gosh, you're not kidding. You're not you're not kidding. <laughs> oh gosh. Disney got Disney over there got a little bit of everything. They're just throwing money at stuff and they're it's sticking, so I guess could sticking. They're Did doing you, a good then, thing. For them? And then you see what happens with the MCU, and they're just like, hmm. And then you see okay. what happens with Fortnite. No more Fortnite. No more Fortnite. <laughs> but I think that's oh. pretty much all we have for the episode, but uh, at least for the uh, like the actual information we had planned. Uh, but I do want to ask, how has your week been in gaming, John? A lot of replays to watch. <laughs> understood because when team black goes to game five and then i also have team white that's that that's two more replays I, for team black than you're used to exactly because they have not lost a single game until okay just to reclarify they didn't lose overall but they lost two games this time and they've never lost any games before this is so the first just, time they haven't had a full sweep that's what it is yeah and those two extra replays, I still have schoolwork and everything else on top of that. I'm just like, ugh. You gotta watch yeah, the replays. It, it takes a while to go over those replays and then to go look at each player and see what they did for the most part and then see where things went wrong and see where things didn't go right. wrong and what you can help out and grow that thing that did better than the other things. Where you can a give them a golf it. clap 
where you can give them a golf clap and where you have to <laughs> where you have jump, to say four <laughs> where you have to tee off and make sure uh you get the point across if you know what yeah i gotcha um any i know you've been i've been seeing you on steam i've been seeing new world pop up under your name how's that been Ah, New World. I am an MMO addict when it comes to stuff like that. I, th- I, <laughs> I was able to at least accept the terms and conditions when I started playing uh, World of Warcraft because my parents wouldn't let me because my dad's <laughs> very, very much a stickler for that because he he knows what Baron's chat is. It's not a good thing to read if you're too young. Uh, so I started playing when I was like 14 on World of Warcraft. And I didn't, obviously I had school, so I wasn't absolutely just stuck to the game. But uh, I stopped playing about two years ago and was looking for something to fill up ever since. And then New World came out and Amazon's just like, and Amazon's just the third big company trying to enter the gaming scene. Amazon's oh, just like, for real. Amazon's like, here, we already own all of shopping. Here's a game. It's a good game, too. I like, We're going to throw some of our hundreds of billions of dollars at the gaming industry real quick. Here. Yeah, I think I don't know what that game's price was like to Oh, to I don't want to know, honestly. But it's a massive world with no mounts. We cannot run on mounts. You have to hoof <laughs> it everywhere. I have not played New World yet. Um my MMO days were in Guild Wars 2. I spent so many hours in that game for two years, and I loved every moment of it. I, I was in with a I, guild, and I made so many friends, and I don't talk to any of them anymore. <laughs> That's sad, but I don't. Oh, no. I I just mentioned World of Warcraft, but I was also heavily into Elder Scrolls Online. Ah, uh, I never really could get into that. It's really ridiculous how much time I've probably sunk into MMOs. And then also, I don't like looking at my time I've sunk into Rocket League either, but that's a different story. <laughs> but a lot of that's replays too, so that's, that's a more skewed number. It's not a lot of it, sir. I play the game too. <laughs> I know, but a lot of the last two years has been, I feel like, majority replays and, and spectating yeah. for the other teams. Be- because... I'm going to be honest, if you start coaching multiple teams and you have to watch all this stuff, whenever you get your free time, you don't want to play Rocket League. You <laughs> You've been watching for... and watching and watching. <laughs> and that's why that. I have New World. Yep. Um, my week, when I've had some time, played some Rocket League. Um, I never, I never want to give up Rocket League, but... Uh, I'm honestly enjoying where I'm at doing, helping with the marketing, doing this podcast and different things of those nature. Um, But other than that, I haven't played anything else this week. I played some Jack Party games on Saturday with some family friends. And then that's about it. Yeah. Jackbox. Jackbox Party Games. Jackbox TV. The only other game I see, the only other game I get to sync too much time into his D. ah now i will say i have played uh tales from the loop which is uh a story based which you know dd can be story based but this is story based where each of the players also get to help build the world and build the characters in it right. um and the person running it is more just uh creating the overarching story right but a lot of fun played that uh we just finished up a one-shot last friday but before that a few weeks before that we finished up our first i guess you could say a campaign but it's more like it's set in the 80s more like a season of a show right. type thing because it's right. set up kind of like stranger things so a lot of fun D is its own animal i oh, suggest D is a lot of I was fun gonna say, I, I, it is a lot of fun if you ever if you play D and you want to dm which is become uh become the or gm which is the game master which is the person that dictates the story. Don't don't pick up that mantle lightly without knowing because I did a very long time ago and now I've sunk about a good a lot of hours. I don't even couldn't even give you a guess. I yeah. I think about it randomly at night and sit up and type on my laptop so I don't forget the idea and then go back <laughs> to bed sometimes. And 
uh, I've heard this from a lot of GMs slash GMs um, that they get stuck being the GM for a long time and they never get to play the game itself. Yeah, you get so good at officiating rules that it's just like, hey, can you DM this? Uh, I haven't played in about three years. Yeah, but I wanted to play okay. in that session. It's just like, and they look at you like, but, but, but we can't I do like it. how you DM. <laughs> but we like they... how you DM. It's just like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot of work to to do it for your first time. I never actually got to do the one I'd plan was planning for uh, my friend group because it kind of the the DM the the D and D group kind of broke up. One guy had moved away to Tennessee, so that kind of ended that. But that was pre COVID. If it was during COVID, we would have just been like, I right, get on a Zoom call. But uh, didn't know what Zoom was at the time. Zoom COVID. <laughs> or z- zoom D and D, zoom through D and D. You got it. Um, I think that's about all we got for this episode. Um, thank you all for listening to the Eagles Nest Esports podcast. Just come check us out next time. I know this is a uh, not our normal two every two week. This is actually an earlier episode, but this is kind of a little a little extra, a little extra episode and we should still be recording an episode next week with josh will be back i don't think i'll have a guest but that might change uh but this is david i may and return <laughs> he might but this is david jonathan signing off bye-bye bye